previously on Wild Endeavors. Trapped in the shadow of Saromorn, the party began to make plans to infiltrate Karsaro Keep and find a way out. Leandros' deception was revealed, and the resulting infighting was interrupted by a mob of hooded figures chanting about blood sacrifices. Outnumbered and overwhelmed, the party, with the exception of Hans, was taken captive and hauled to town square to be sacrificed. Hans caused a distraction by knocking over the town's water tower. Quintus used a rare artifact to free the group from their bonds, and a grievously wounded Leandros made the group invisible, allowing them to slip into the forest and evade their pursuers. This is the Shadows Campaign, featuring Evan Chamberlain as the elven wizard Leandros Lupicar. Ah, uh, this is bad, this is really bad. Devin Salisbury as the human gunslinger Quintus Arias. I guess I'm just going to go ahead and fire, because I don't know who these people are. Adam Rogers as the human fighter Hans Greger. Go fuck, go fuck, everybody is involved here. Once again in her absence, I will be playing the part of Amy Jostineau as the tiefling thief Calico Bane. Well, I didn't want him to stab me. And I'm Thomas Marsetti, your DM, GM, FM, and AM. Now, Chapter 19, Gathering Gloom. I kind of see it, and you guys can tell me if it's different, like, like Leandros kind of stopping to lean against a tree and kind of gasping for breath. The rest of you stopping nearby, also kind of breathing heavy, catching your breath, kind of trying to get around on the, uh, you know, a tree, like, on the opposite side from town, so you can still kind of peek back and see if they're coming after you, but you have a little bit of cover. I feel like Hans gets his sword out and is still, like, kind of panting. And just like points it at Leandros and is just like, you, right now, you need to tell us what's going on. Fen is not there. I was about to Fen is thing. not there. <laughs> do we have to do this right now? Yes. And I just, it's still, the sword is still pointed like right at his, I know he's probably freaking bleeding. And um, I'm kind of maybe pointing like right at that wound, just so I know I have a target like to just finish the job if I need. I'll probably rack around in the chamber and just say, hello, friend. <sighs> If you would give me a minute, I will show you what I'm working on. If you just give me that, you promise not to kill me. I, like, walk towards him, I put my sword down, and I just, like, press my hand, like, on it, like, to his chest. And I say, (laughs) explain yourself. And I'm putting pressure on him against the tree. And obviously Hans is a very strong guy. uh, uh, Quintus is staring at us, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Calico says, just tell him. Ugh, damn it. Fine. Fine. I seized an opportunity. When we were in the mansion, I, I found a book. And this book, after reading it, it taught me things that I had been working toward. And I figured, since we're in a very bad place, it might not be a bad opportunity to have a little extra help from a friend from beyond. What are you working? You're not going to shoot me if I tell you, are you? I can't problem. I start pushing a little harder on his chest. As long as you don't lie, I... I was going to make a death knight. From who? Do you have any knowledge of this, Thomas? Or, like, what this... How much have you studied, like, necromancy? 
I mean, I don't, it's hard to explain how much I studied based on like the things I hunt and stuff. So like, I, I, I don't know how far that ranged out till two. I would think probably not much. You'd be focused more on people breaking the law. You know, paladins or, or certain clerics would be much more interested in like the undead and stopping necromancy than you okay. would be. I think you definitely get an idea though, like from the name Death Knight, that it's not a yeah. great thing. And that you've probably certainly heard like stories as a child of like great knights coming back from the dead as like evil murder machines and like the the hero has to go fight them and, and put them back down again. And... Look, in, in this situation where the odds are stacked highly against us, something like a death knight wouldn't be a bad thing to have right now. And with the the subject that I had, I thought he might be fairly good at sneaking because that's what he did for a living so i'd have a rogue death knight essentially i take um where my hand was pushing onto his chest and i just twist into his clothing mm-hmm. and yank him off of the tree towards me and say you are no friend of master that slam him back into the tree and say i'll have nothing to do with this and i just kind of start stepping backward and look at quintus to kind of say like he can take this over at this point and I just kind of I still have my sword again and I feel like I have whatever I keep a little thing in my pocket to polish it (laughs) and I'm polishing it again because I know I just it might be nicked up a little bit from slamming into that water tower (laughs) I'm still looking at Leandros but I'm polishing the sword Um, again I say well clearly I don't think this is going to go your way I think whatever you were doing this supposed friend of yours that turning him into some sort of death uh, it's just a term. It's not as bad as it sounds. It's sounds a, pretty bad. Sounds pretty bad. <laughs> it's essentially um, a a being that can take insurmountable amounts of damage without getting actually hurt. Yeah, but it still has death. In it. Again, uh, not something I made up. I didn't. I didn't make up the term. Yeah, but you're utilizing it. I don't think this is what you're what you're trying to do should happen. How much time did I get into making this? Could finish it off pretty quickly at this point. Does he have to be near the body, though, to do this? Or is the yeah. body magically a book bag? Okay. <clears throat> no, he would have to be in proximity of the body. I think your dead friend should stay dead, and we should continue on and get the hell out of it. That's the thing. How how are we going to get out of here? Wasn't the house on fire? Mm-hmm. Was the body in there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming we're headed... I, I feel like I speak back up and I said, we're headed to the body right now, aren't we? Yes. We're not going while you were busy doing death <laughs> we were busy actually coming up with a plan and figuring a way out of it. To get help from a real person. A person that can choose to help us. Not be brought back from the dead. He's not... Desecrating he's not, his body. It's just a shell, Han. This is not actually there. This is evil. Pure evil. Sometimes you need to do a little evil to do a lot of good. I, mean, I can't argue with that. Making a death knight doesn't quite like a lot of good is coming from that other than a lot of selfish gain. It's not selfish gain. It Truthfully, I wasn't doing this for myself. I was doing this so we could survive this. I say with it looks to me like with one more strike with this sword, we can make a death knight out of you. <laughs> that was good. I really like that. Does he have the book on him? Yeah, you guys all have your, your stuff back. Is he just holding it? No, it's probably like in his pack. Can I grab the pack? You can try. I try and grab the pack and rip it off of him. Leandros, are, are you going to let him? 
No, I'm gonna, um... I took all my negatives back, right? You still have all your negatives. Um, also, just a reminder, you were fairly recently just stabbed in the neck and are still basically dying. Yeah, right, we haven't rested yet. No. I let him take it. Okay. Would this be in the same bag as your spell book? No, that stays on me. That's got its own bag? Yeah, it's or... got its, like, its own holster, like, strapped to me. Okay, so Hans, you have the you have the bag with the... Um... I don't remember if I gave that name, that book a name. You did. It's um, Book of Dark Incantations. The bag's probably closed, and I feel like I'm just going to try and rip the bag off to just destroy the bag along with it. Okay. <laughs> and if there's anything else in the bag, like it all falls to the ground, and I pick the book up. I don't know if there's a way to, for me to... It's probably not smart to fire it, but I'd want to just burn the fucking book. <laughs> like now or is it like a, like a big like encyclopedia size thing or well, it's a magic item right it's it itself is not magical um, okay it's just a book not quite encyclopedia size maybe like hardcover song of ice and fire book size i'm just gonna start like tearing all the pages out like littering them all up onto the ground and if it's windy I feel like they're like kind of blowing away yeah there's def- there's a, there's a, there's enough of a breeze that like some of them are starting to, to scatter I'm taking my anger out on this or Quinn or Leandros are you doing I was just like kind of keeping it up I'm just watching you do it, it. Um, man I really wish Amy was here I know because I can say hey get a, get control of it control oh, uh, of it. <laughs> can can I say that to Calico yeah uh, hey actually no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just say it out loud I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up to her well, you still have your uh, telepathic link. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say to her telepathically, hey, I need you to get control of Hans. This isn't going the way that I thought it would, and I really need his control. She says, it's not going the way I thought it would either, but <laughs> I don't want him to stab me. Sounds just like Amy. <laughs> that is, actually. <laughs> 100%. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like 100% exactly what something like she would say. Yeah. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So she, and then she just, she just like shrugs at you, like. Useless. That's uh, also some, something she would do. <laughs> <laughs> so Hans makes his way and tearing up the pages of the book. And when you're down to the lid, you know, just the, just that leather cover. Toss the cover like in his face. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure if you hit me hard enough, I'll get knocked out. I threw it really hard at his face. <laughs> okay. Asking asking you, Thomas, did I need the book to do what I was trying to do? That's a good question. I mean, I did read it. Mm-hmm. What's your reading comprehension look? Uh, very high, because I have a very high intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> I have an 18 intelligence. Roll uh, spout lore. Spout lore? Okay. Mm-hmm. 11. Okay. You remember enough of the, the ceremony that you feel pretty confident that you could finish without it. Do you say that to me? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that to you. I'm not an idiot. Well, I mean, I just ripped up this book. Well, maybe I'll say that. I ripped up the book and I said, the book is gone now. Good luck with your death night. As, as, I'm sure you say that as you throw it at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that. Is there a response? So what is this grand plan that you have, Quintus? I'm so eager to know. Our grand plan is to go to that castle and take care of what we need. Which is... The silent. It's not my plan. This is the group. This was what Calico discovered. This is what we all discovered. I say, like, we've been told the people in the keep can move to and from this world freely. It's our only chance of leaving here. Literally everybody we've talked to say, unless you're in that keep, unless you're part of that family, 
you aren't going anywhere, even after death. So just a quick reminder of where you guys stand as a, a group. So you do know that the silence of the master are in the So for Calico, that means a chance to wipe out the, the silence, the ones who betrayed the clasp. For Hans, that's the chance to finish the job you are hired for, and and the glory that comes with you know taking care of a you know someone like the Silence. Uh, for Leandros, that means a chance to get um, some of the magic or magic items that the Master has. You also know that the Glass Brothers are in Carsaro, which for Quintus is the chance to catch his bounty. Um, and then, as Hans just said, you also know that Carsaro Keep is basically the only stable doorway out of Saramore. When you guys were discussing it right before you found out Andros was lying, you said you were going to try to find out when the next time the Carsaros were going to have a party. You're going to try to find some fancy clothes, um, find a way into the keep, and you're also going to try to find out where the party food comes from. So yeah, we're going to head north. We're going to leave your death knight here, unfinished from what you told us, and we're not going to talk about this again. And we're going to take care of what we need to and get the hell out of here. If we can all work together... We can do it. That requires you being involved and not elsewhere taking care of some knight that you don't even know if it's going to even blindly follow you. That's fine. I want to get the hell out of here anyways. I'm going to pick, uh, we pick whatever towards... else I had back up in my bag, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess we were heading towards the uh, the other city, I guess, that's further north. Yes, Havenwood, which is the, the more wealthy city. Yeah, and I'm going I'm to stay behind Andrews. Okay. So this would also be like you're getting into, you know, basically nighttime. Um, not that, you know, it is any different like light-wise, but just in terms of how tired you all feel. Like this is close to about the time you'd be like settling in for the night. So do you want to just kind of try to walk through that or do you want to make camp? How far away is it? It's almost a, a day's walk. So you're, yeah, you're not going to get there if you like walk through the night. I feel like we need to get like some decent cover and take turns up at a watch and start again yeah. in the morning. Okay. Yeah, you can you can head a little bit deeper into the woods, you know, walk for a little while and find a, a good place where it seems like it has some cover. I like to set up a barrier around the camp to uh, alert us if any people come through it, basically. Like any of the cultists that we're following. A barrier made of what? Like stranger thing. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, can I fashion one? Out of? Your little bell that gets... Tree leaves? I don't know. I've never in real life made something this, so I can't really. I should have well, done research. Um, <laughs> I mean, think, try to think like in a in a movie when they are trying to make like a yeah. like a perimeter around a camp. Like, what kind of things are they doing? I probably could just grab like a bunch of sticks that are like easily breakable. So like, if somebody steps on anything, it's like makes the loudest crunch. Um, uh, since we've breaked for the night, I can cast a spell actually. I'm going to use a ninth level spell and cast Shelter. Uh, as he, uh, Quintus is like halfway through doing what he does, because I want him to work a little bit first. I'm going to be like, just stop what you're doing. I can do this. And I'm going to cast... It's going to look like a tiny little hut. And when you walk in, it's like a grand mansion. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah. Roll to cast. Okay. Uh, nine. That is a partial success. So pick one of your spell penalties. I will take, take a minus one, because I, I could probably get that back easily. Yeah, I mean, you're about to rest, so that's fine. So he summons forth a, a, a hut made out of magic energy. 
And once it kind of solidifies, just looks like, you know, wood from within the forest, it kind of blends in pretty well. As long as you don't get like right up on top of it, probably from a distance, keep you guys more or less hidden and you've got a place that you can rest. All right. Can we, like, do we see out of it or? You tell me. I don't believe you can now. When you walk in, uh, like, like I said, it looks like a tiny little wooden hut, like what Thomas described. But when you open it up, it is a grand, luxurious mansion with like a, a giant hearth that's lit in the background and uh, uh, big bookshelves filled with books and chairs and a dining hall. And so, like, I, we can't see back into the forest if there's a there. You come through the, at least through the front door. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll post up there then. I want to make, I want to keep an eye on, like, anybody that could possibly approach it. Okay. You settle in for the night. Each can heal up to half of your maximum HP. I only lost one point. So you're back to full. I'm at 12. You're on your way. Of 22. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Yeah, so as everybody else should be to full. So you, you break camp the next day and continue your way to the forest. Probably then just as you're getting into evening or you're starting to kind of, you know, feel like you're getting ready to turn in for the night coming into the town of Havenwood. There's a there's a wall around it. All the houses that you can see um, are at least two stories, picturing like very like southern gothic type of architecture. Still, in some ways, like charwood, like a lot of like very drab colors. It's still very depressed looking kind of area. The buildings look old, even though they look like well cared for, and they're not like falling down or anything. Um, if anything, they're they're in much better shape than than char than anything in charwood was. Once you pass through the the city gate, which is it is open, and once you pass through that, like the the street is cobblestone, and the storefronts are you know big glass windows and shingles, with really elegantly painted like business signs. Just a little ways into Havenwood, half elf woman starts walking towards you down the street. There's not too many other people out and about this time of night, but this woman is walking towards you. Um, she's a very pronounced limp and is using a cane. Um, she's wearing, thinking something kind of between uh, like a southern gentleman and a gunslinger. And it's a maroon that's that's dark enough that it almost looks black. Um, and she's got a big gold star on the left breast of the jacket. On the leg that she's kind of, her not good leg, the leg that she's kind of dragging just a little bit as she limps, there's a, um, a large silver hand cannon um, strapped to her thigh. And as she approaches, she you know, calls out a, a greeting and says, Welcome to Havenwood, friends. It's a pleasure to meet you. Are, you. are you okay? Oh, the leg? Don't mind about that. My name is Castabel Turner. I'm the constable of Havenwood. My friends call me Cass. And I'm sure you fine folks have no intention of causing any trouble in our fine town. So I'm sure you'll give me no reason not to consider among my friends. And you know, she's kind of like drumming her fingers on the handle of her gun um, <laughs> in a way that doesn't look totally you know, benign, uh, but not overtly hostile. No, we're the furthest thing we want is trouble. We're actually here uh, just for some information, and actually we want to... We're looking for some goods. Well, we have some of the finest goods in the Vale. Is there anything that I can help you find? Can you recommend a good clothing store? If you're looking for the kind of... Uh, apparel you are wearing now um you might be better off looking down in no, 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 no. we um 
We only wear this when we when we travel. We're looking for something a bit more sophisticated. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, didn't mean to presume. Uh, no. You should definitely check out the ivory flower uh, over on Adel Street. It's a pretty uh, piece you got there, man. Did you make it yourself? Family heirloom. I can understand. Uh, and I ask, um, how long have you been here? She gives you kind of a weird look. All my life. I say, I thought you'd say that. Seems like we might be the only folks here that hey, Hans, grow up here. Can I talk to you for a moment? <laughs> 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 and I just like look back at him and I'm like we it's it's okay. I wanted to I wanted to interrupt. I kinda wanted to like kinda like walk up to him, like kinda put my arm around his shoulder and kinda like to the side a little and be like, Maybe just pretend we've been here. <laughs> I think you may have given up the game already, I think. Oh. <laughs> she figured out that you're that you're new here. Well then I say, Well, new here, new to insert name of this town. Um Havenwood. Havenwood. <laughs> And I say we're from previous town we just came from. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm face palming severely. I'm not saying like that as a joke. I'm like trying to be serious, like to what she. Mm-hmm. She she nods and says, "Oh, okay." I think you get the impression though that she does not 100 percent believe you. Oh no! And I say like to be honest, when I talked about we're looking for something more sophisticated. If you ever if you've ever been to Charwood. It's about as pleasant as the name describes. Yes, that's that is true. And we can already tell from your welcome that this is a much classier place. Well, I should hope so. Other than clothing, is there anything else I can help you with? Perhaps a safe place to stay. A safe place to stay, of course. She's going to recommend that you stay at the Fluffy Architect. Yes, it's a, a very fine. Do you stay there? No, I stay in my home. Uh, what do folks in Havenwood do for a living? We've obviously left our careers behind in Charwood. We're going to need some sort of way to support ourselves here, if you'll accept us into your town. Well, I I really only have a say removing the lawbreakers from our town. Whether you are welcome here is more up to perhaps more discerning folks than me. As far as uh, profession, I'm sure that, that depends on what it is you can do. We are, in many ways, not that different from any other town. Many of our citizens no longer find it necessary to work, uh, thanks to their investments and their estate. There's always a, always a need for labor of some sort. I can respect a, uh, a fellow lawman. I was a bit of a lawman myself back uh, where I... You were? Would you give it up? Not, not quite yet, no. Been kind of traveling a bit. It's a tough Lean life. To a it's not. It's not for everybody. There's no no shame in not being able to hack it. And Perhaps if you're looking for some deputies, uh, join your uh, rank. We shall see. Why don't Why don't y'all get yourself settled in first, and we can talk about that some other time. What do you guys say? Anything else? Leonard, just stop pouting over there. I'm not saying a thing. <laughs> okay. What would y'all like to do? I guess make our way towards the the fluffy arc. I'm pouting. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you make your way down, I mean, you're following her directions down to down the street, passing a, a number of other, again, just really nice-looking shops. Um, there's a number of, you know, like I see, like a silver worker. There's a couple, like, weavers. Um, just kind of like, like like Cass was saying, like, there, it does seem like a lot of the normal types of, like, artisans and, like, people selling things that are around. Um, it's just, that, like, the buildings and the people are a little bit... Like they just look nicer. Like the they're dressed a little bit nicer. The buildings are, are a little bit nicer, and you can see also then down some side streets. You can see kind of like 
what probably leads towards like whatever passes as a uh, like the wrong side of the tracks in a town like this. Um, so the the buildings are you know a little bit smaller, but still you know would tower over anything in uh, charwood. You make your way to the fluffy architect. Its shingle is a super like puffball cat and. As you enter, uh, a gentleman, Horace Porter, greets you and uh, asks if you would like something to, to eat or if you're looking for a room for the night. I say we're looking for a room and I look at I look at Leandros, expecting him to pay. I, I laugh at him. <laughs> I'm still staring at him. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, expecting something from me, Hans? You're the money behind this. <laughs> I was. So you want to play it that way? Horace I says, think... uh, room is uh, five gold a night. You can see he looks a little bit uncomfortable. All right, I slammed five gold down on the counter. Thank you very much. I don't like awkward situations where people don't think I can pay for things because I have lots of money. Mm-hmm. I actually say this out loud. <laughs> awesome. Uh, good day, sir. <laughs> I start walking away, and then I go, wait, I need my room key. Yeah, he calls over one of the barmaids, and she leads you up to the to the room. A very nice room. I'm going to say there's two, like, a queen-sized beds. And, uh, like, a sofa along the one wall. A nice big window looking out over the avenue. It's definitely one of the, the larger and nicer rooms that you haven't seen in a long time. I scoff at it as soon as I see it, by the way. <laughs> I go right toward one of the beds and put my stuff on it. And I look at Quintus to have him do the same thing. <laughs> and um, when... Leandros tr- tries to start saying something. I pull my sword back out and start polishing. I'm going to cast Shelter inside of this room. And it's going to be a door. Can I, do um, that? I think I'm, it's got to be it's got to be an actual structure, but like you do like a like a police box sized thing. That's <laughs> like in I the corner. Okay. And I walk in and I slam the door shut. I want to go up and knock on it. Hans like goes in and and moves like one of the dressers, like in front of the door. (laughs) 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 And it's like making like a lot of noise. Like I feel like it's like grinding on on the on the ground until I push it in front of the door. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I was not expecting that. I look at Quintus and I say, I was this close, this close to putting him out of his misery and leaving him there in that forest. I wouldn't have blamed you. If he would have hesitated to come with him, he would have even thought about going back to that body. That would have been the end of him. Well, he still might do. That's the tricky part. I said, I'll leave him. We'll leave him in there with his thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep a close close eye on him. I will as well. And I'll look over at Cal and just say, I don't know what your situation is with, it, with the whole Leandro thing. I know you guys seem to be somewhat, you know, buddy-buddy. I recommend you keep an eye on him as well. Once a liar, always a liar. Oh, I know. But if this liar is useful to me, I'll let him lie. Fair enough. I say, like, I have no use for him. Uh, yeah. I mean, me neither. Like, that's... <laughs> I hate liars. <laughs> <laughs> I like that this is, like, turned on her. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, like, go to a store and I uh, want to buy, like, well, I want to, like, I guess I would be in the town for, like, a little bit and just trying to look and see what people, how they're dressed. Like, mm-hmm. not the people working in the shops, but, like, the people that are out and about mm-hmm. and kind of take note of that. And then I want to get clothes that kind of match that style and then also ask the shopkeeper for, uh, I'll tell him that I'm, uh, I'm going to be going to, like, a banquet or a party soon. Uh, I need new clothes for, for that as well. Okay. 
So we'll have to do that like in the morning. Um, I think that the um, the shop is closed. But so let's. Um... I'll probably do that as well. Um, okay. I also wanted to wait till the Andros like we woke up or whatever and wait for him to walk out to talk to him. Okay. Well then, let's let's start there then with uh, in the morning when uh, Leandros goes to come out of the shelter and there's a, a dresser right in front of him and I think you can kind of like he's like can just see over the top of it. You <laughs> <laughs> just kind of arch and head over. Uh, hang on, I'm trying to text you something here, Thomas. Uh, um, oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, well, sorry, I I was half paying attention, so I can only kind of just see over. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like I think the top of the dresser comes up like just below your chin. <laughs> I I can only appreciate this because of how petty it is, and I love pettiness. <laughs> but yet I'm still very annoyed, and I say this again out loud. I, I'll I'll slide it out of the when Quintus like goes to try to start moving it, and I say, "Why don't you let him have his dead man move that for him?" And I like walk out the the door of the the hotel room. Damn, he's still mad about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's gonna let that go. I I just want to say, sit sit your ass down on the bed real quick. Is it just you and me? Yeah, Calico's gonna... She's like, I'm gonna go get something to eat. I prefer to stand, if it's all the same to you. Alright, well, turn around for a second, and I wanna... I'm gonna change your bandage. I'm gonna look at your neck. I wanna see, like, is it still cut pretty bad there from, like, stabbing through? Yeah, yeah. You do get another ten hit points back. I'm back at full, then. But yeah, I mean, that, that, that wound still looks... It doesn't look great. It's not, like, infected. It's not gonna be a problem. It's healing, but it's still... You know, the remnants of a stab wound. So, uh, yeah, I'll just kind of, I'll change the bandage out and stuff like that. None of this is personal. I just want to get the hell out of here. Typically, you know, elves aren't free in my jurisdiction of things. And what you were doing is was not only impeding myself, but the group. Once we get out of this mess, you go your way, I go my way. Fair enough. And mentally, because he just did something nice for me, mentally, I erase his name from my book. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Thank God I called that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to take care of. Right. Thank you. I also want to take the bandage as soon as I and whatnot, and I go to throw him away. But I also want to take his blood-covered bandage, wipe it on the razor. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. What are you gonna do with it? What are you gonna do with it? Huh? What are you gonna do with it? Yeah, once once you wipe his blood on the razor, just a couple quick hits with a with a whetstone, it brings it back to a. Uh, a nice sharp razor again. Nice. I'll proceed to shave them. <laughs> I go back in my mansion. I don't want to be bothered with. Can I also? Text. Thank you. Can I also, real quick, just to check? Can I think really hard about like tracking? Mm-hmm. It's a little weird, but you you know the direction, and it's close. Yeah. Can Hans like come back in the room now? <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> come back up in. Well, I mean, I feel like I come back up with, like, a sandwich or something. I'm eating it. And is Leandrus back in his little hut? Yeah. So I start pushing the hut towards, like, a, a outside wall of the hotel room. So the door faces, <laughs> like, the actual wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, Leandros, your, your magic shelter begins to shake like an earthquake. Like the, oh. sh- the chandelier is swaying back and forth. <laughs> I just like I'm, I'm like sitting in a chair, and just grab onto the uh, <laughs> grab onto it. Like, oh, I know what's happening here. <laughs> He's like, you're like practicing your like penmanship for some random reason, and it's just like shaking all over the place. Yeah, I'm practicing calligraphy. There you go. Are you gonna do anything about it? Nah, it's fine. I like finish my sandwich, and then I tell 
Quintus that I want to go shopping. I actually look at him and say, I never thought I'd say this, but I want to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said it too. Well, I think um, we all need something. Calico, you might tag along maybe? Or yeah. keep an eye on no, I want to. I want to get some information. I want to get us out of here. Cool, cool, cool. Wait, are, are they going shopping? You don't know. You're in your hut. Oh, good point. Oh, you know what? I I will leave the hut and figuring out what happened. I'm trying to figure out what happened. Uh, well, your hut is against a wall. Is it inward or outward? <laughs> he said it was inward, but so like you open the door and there's a, a wall. Um, you can see like a little crack of light between. It's not like. It's not flush or like you know completely against the wall, baseboard. but that's fine. It's totally fine. I wanted to go shop for some magic items because I don't have any, but it's fine. You can also just end the spell and you'll <laughs> not be in there. Uh, there's a lot of things I could do. <laughs> <laughs> fine, I dispel the tiny hut or the uh, the the magnificent shelter hut, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Okay, so as you do that, you kind of just see the last... Uh, you see Calico walking out of the door, and the door swings shut behind. And the room is empty, and you hear them walking down the hallway. All right, I follow suit. Okay, so you wanted to go uh, get some clothes first? Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like the next step after the clothes would be, obviously, to put, like, the more normal day clothes on so we fit in a little bit better and then talk to be able to talk to some people in the, mm-hmm. in the town. Okay. At least that's what um, haunts me. Makes sense. So, Gander Bartholomew at the Ivory Flower is your... You know, he greets you at the entrance of the store, um, asks you what you're looking for. I tell him, are, we're, are we a group or... Yeah. yeah, it sounds like you guys all came in together. We've just traveled into town and we're looking for some some new clothes. I would just like some, some clothes that, that I could wear mm. to... Uh, we have a, we've, we've come into town for a, a party with family, so we need some nicer clothes for that, but I didn't bring any just everyday clothes, but I want something nicer than what I'm wearing right now. Is that well, something I say that's... so. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, so he shows you a number of things. Again, very, like, southern gentleman-type clothing. Lots of, like, embroidery up the sleeves. There's a few with, like, the like the puffy collar and puffy, you know, sleeves. And so he can get you a nice set of, like, the day-to-day clothing for 15 gold. And then if you want, like, fancy enough for, like, party attire, he pulls out a suit or, like, a couple of, like, example suits of, like, what he would recommend and says they're going to be more about 30 gold apiece. I'll say I, I, I'll i take one of each and I look at Quintus and I say, he's on me. Okay. Thank you, friend. So it would be 90 gold total, right? Yes. What do you want your clothes to look like? I want my, like, day-to-day clothes to be, like, a couple different shades of blue and my fancy clothes to be, like, dark green and black. Okay. On the sleeves, could it be like like this embroidery that goes down to like a like a sword coming down the arm? Yeah. On both, that goes like down to the cuffs, basically. Definitely. That'll be on my fancy. Okay. Quintus, uh, do you have any strong feelings about what your clothes look like? Probably similar to like what I have on. I mean, my clothes for the most part were fairly well kept. Um, I think the other thing too is like the style here is just a little bit different because it they they've kind of been removed from the rest okay. of the world for a while. So while your your clothes are probably not, like, wouldn't get you scoffed at necessarily, like, they are a little bit, like you said, a little bit rougher than, okay. than what most people are wearing in town. And it's just a very 
but just a very different style. Well, I, I, I want to get something that I still, like, function properly, uh, like I do now, but maybe have, like, a more, uh, like, coat in their style. Maybe similar to, um, uh, the law, the law bearer lady, Catherine. Sure. Uh, some, similar to what she had, but maybe black, maybe like a, like a, yeah, black, silver with, like, charcoal gray. Okay. Leandros, are you gonna get anything close with? Black. Just something in black. Okay. Very simple and easy. Sticking to that necromancerly shit. <laughs> He's able to get these, you know, put together for you very quickly. You don't have to wait. So you can you can put them on right in the store if you want and head out back on the town wearing the more appropriate attire. Okay. I mean, I want to do the age-old go to the tavern and talk to the local yokel. Okay. What are, what are you going to be talking to them about or, like, what are you asking them? Just kind of what they... I'll just tell, be asking them, you know, on our travels, we've heard a lot about this ruling family in the area and if they know much of, of them or if they've kind of ever seen seen any of them before and just kind of see what the reaction in this town is. Because the reaction in the other town, everyone's, like, scared to death. So mm-hmm. I want to kind of gauge that and then try to, like, throw in some of those, like, try to compliment the people here. Be like, you guys are pretty sophisticated and and well-kept, and you must attend these parties that we've heard of as well, right? Try and kind of get that. Okay. I think that most of the folks that you approach and talk like that seem, they're a little bit more almost like scandalized when you start to talk about the car sorrows. And a lot of a lot of folks just very quickly like excuse themselves from the conversation and like walk away really quickly, trying you know, trying to keep their composure, trying to keep like you know, their appearances up. But I think you definitely get a sense like it it's not as obvious or not as out in the open as it was in Charwood, but there's still a, a good deal of fear among these folks when it comes to the car sorrows as well. And I think that when you you talk about like the the parties at the keep, uh, you get a couple folks that just kind of laugh in your face until probably just a little bit after noon in the fundamental monolith tavern. The barkeep Maud Hope sees one of these exchanges that you have after the guy like kind of laughs at you and like walks away still kind of laughing. Maud leans over the bar and says, "Don't take it personal." These folks get a little bit of money, get a little bit of uh, prestige, and, and then they think their shit don't stink. I can tell that you've got a much more level head on your shoulders than they do. You wouldn't want to be part of their parties anyway. And he starts kind of like polishing a glass again. I say, well, Mod, I hope that you'd be able to help us. Well, I can certainly his try. Because his name's Mod Hope. <laughs> I hit. <laughs> It's okay if that joke like went over his head, but I feel like on the inside I'm kind of <laughs> as much as I can laugh in this very scary situation. But sure, yeah, so, like I, I can certainly try. And I just ask him. I feel like I'm just being honest. I'm like, you know, where we came from in Charwood, like everyone's just terrified of these folks, and then here it's like they just don't, they just don't want to talk about it. Like they just want to pretend that you know nothing's happening. Like what do you, what do you think? Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head. They definitely rather pretend nothing is happening, but don't let their don't let their fancy words or their stiff upper lip fool you. They're just as terrified as I'm sure those folk in Charwood are. The the things that the the Carsaros do, the way that they essentially just own all of us. Only a fool wouldn't be terrified. And I say, I look, that- we saw some terrible things just in the short time we were in 
Char World. Has anything unspeakable just happened here? Just about every night. Uh, the parties you're talking about at, up at Karsaro Keep. We have our own rash of uh, copycats down here. The elite of the elite have their secret party where they, if you believe the rumors, they're bathing in blood or making their own sacrifices to some sort of god or other, either looking for some power to get them out of here, some power they can exercise over their neighbor. Some of the folks have turned to vampirism to, again, try to make something of this life or try to protect themselves from the Karsaros. Uh, the, uh, the Lunar Society is a bunch of werewolves. <laughs> um, it's, uh, this is a terrible place. Uh, there's just no other way about it. We've met a lot of interesting people along the way. And some appear to be living. Some have clearly said that they were dead. Some were Not. ghosts. Is it the same type of folk around here? Yep. Uh, at the end of the day, um, we are, we're all stuck in the shadow together. We are all mercy of the shadow, which means, which means we're all at the mercy of the car sorrows. The folks here just have enough money and enough means to try to take their minds off it, try to pretend it's not happening. Has anyone ever tried to stand up to them? Not in a long time. So these parties that they have, do you know anything about the people that kind of put them on i can't imagine they're doing the work themselves no uh, i'm sure they are not i'm sure they've got household staff of some sort uh, but i know they almost all the guests at these parties are from the outside from the real world do they uh, usually bring any uh, uh security in the law bearer uh, I don't know for sure, but I would I can't imagine folks like that needing any kind of security other than themselves. Whatever it is that they've turned themselves into, I don't think that they they worry too much about riddles. Are there liches in this world? Yeah. Are the Karsaros liches? Um I don't know that you have heard anything that would like strongly suggest that to you, other than they're doing some some dark shit and some dark magic but you don't have necessarily have to be a lich to do that right. Maud says you know if you're really interested in these parties and uh, I'm not gonna ask why uh, that's that's up to keep your business if you wish but if you're interested in these parties you should go talk to uh, mr. Davenport <laughs> over at the <laughs> Phoenix craft fineries oh. uh, he he's been to one wow. he's he's from the outside he might be willing to talk to you. Is he okay? Did he? Why is he out here now? Well, you'd probably better be better off asking him that. But uh, the rumors is he he did something to upset the Carsaros and and they killed him and tossed him say, in the veil. He's dead. He must be. Do they take like gold and stuff here? Or? Well, I guess yeah. the inn did. Yeah. So yeah. this town is, is is okay with gold. I like tip mod like five gold. Mighty fine of you, sir. I hope you find what you're looking for. And I say, I'm, I'm sure we'll cross paths. I would like that. It's nice to have some folks in here who don't have their heads up their ass. My bar is always open to you. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know if anyone else wants. If you want to keep talking to him, Quintus, you can. Or... Oh, no, no. I was, that was, that was, that was, I, don't, I can't really ask this guy much. He probably doesn't. Yeah, we need to move on. To... Though the last time we never even made it to the person we wants to talk to, we should probably do that as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> True. Leandros, are you still 
I guess what are you doing while they're while they're walking around talking to people and like I'm gonna go back to the inn because <laughs> I really don't have anything else I want to do. Okay. Are you texting? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else I want to do except for texting. <laughs> He's gonna fucking leave. Are you wanting to do what I think you want to do? Yes. So Lander's gonna head back to the inn. Yep. To the inn. <laughs> Where are you two going? If Quintus wants to go to the guy. Yeah, I guess if we're going to get information as well. Okay. We're going to follow Leandros first. Why don't you tell me what that spell looks like? Okay, so I'm going to extinguish all the candles in the room, if there's candles, because okay. of stayed leaving it lit by yourself. Or so no one's around. Mm-hmm. Come on, you know, common sense. I'm going to pull all the shades closed. Uh, I'll leave one open, just so there's some light. Okay. But wherever the biggest shadow is, mm-hmm. I'm going to open my book, and I'm going to throwing up some hand signs and start chanting in an arcane sound and I'm going to open a portal in that space and I'm going to describe what looks like a forest surrounded by woods surrounded by fog <laughs> no I just I really like this that's uh, no, very evocative this forest surrounded by woods <laughs> I had to describe it where a possible dead body might be mm-hmm. your portal opens up do I see said dead body? Tell me what this area looks like. Because we never so established like where you put okay. the body. It's way off the beaten path, obviously. It's mm-hmm. heavily wooded. Kind of trees all around. You definitely get a sense of this is like some Blair Witch Project type area. Okay. The fog starts getting a little heavier here, but not enough so where when you get inside the fog, you know, it turns you around or kills you. There would be a undisturbed arcane circle, you know, drawn out mm-hmm. uh, with some different stones, like, all around with the body of Theron Nilo laying in the middle. Still undecayed from the gentle repose, um, which I believe should last a long time. I think it lasts, like, ten days, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. This little clearing that you walked into looks exactly like you described it, except the body is not there. God damn it! As a, so I don't close the portal all the way then. <laughs> I yeah, I think, saw it I, I think you see that when you open the portal, that everything is as you left it, except the body, which is nowhere to be found. You don't see any tracks or any markings in the area. No tracks? No markings? Fucking weakened a Bernie dude, gone. <laughs> yeah, he did. He weakened a Bernie dude. Someone put music, uh, like, headphones on him. <laughs> we got Bernie's too. Oh, there you go. It, I'm, I, I do that thing, like, do you guys ever see the uh, the, the cartoon version of Hercules? Uh, where hey, it's like, Disney? blast out fire. Oh, yeah. In a rage, I just, I, it looks just like that. He's like, red eyes, the arcane symbol on the forehead, everything. He's like, stomping around, and he just, is there any, like, nature, life, or anything like that around, or? A chipmunk runs up uh, a tree just a little bit to your, your left. I'm sure I, I would, like, see it off the side, and I would just tip my head over, <laughs> and I would just blast it with a magic missile. Okay. There's just that, like, just uh, a wet, like, meaty, like, popping sound, and little, like, fur, and little bits of things just kind of, like, fall down to the ground around the tree. Sirik, I swear if you had something to do with this. <sighs> Open up the book again. Is there a shadow near me? Yeah. Start casting the goddamn shadow one. <laughs> Go back to where I was. Okay. So you're you're back in the inn. Uh, when I get back in the inn, I throw all the curtains open, and I 
quick cantrip and like light all the lights back up. Okay. I think I can do that as a cantrip. Yeah, how are you? There's like a table, like a desk with like a chair. Sure. I'm gonna start writing. Start writing some. Just like associate, like free association, or <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Um, all work and no play makes Jack. <laughs> Dear diary, I lost <laughs> my dead friend today. <laughs> <laughs> I called him only friend, and he's now no friend. One tear. <laughs> <laughs> It, it like, sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Oh, yes, so you're yes. so you're writing anything in particular? I'm, anything I need to know about? Yeah, I'm gonna write um, what I remember from the book. Okay. So then we'll go back to to Hans and Quinn. <laughs> you approach Phoenix Craft Fineries, which is um, it's a large, like two story building, painted a very dark green. It's got a very large window, uh, almost across the whole. F- the whole storefront um which there's a few larger windows here definitely more than there would be in like a charwood because windows of that size are are pretty expensive you can't really see inside through the window it seems like it's it's there more just like as a a decoration rather than to actually let people see inside when you enter you walk into a room that is almost completely empty the shape of the room and where the like the the desk is reminds you of a lot of other shops like there should be a lot of shelves all around here and then you you get what you need and go up to the to the clerk up at the desk and and, you know pay and and make your way out but there are there are no shelves it's just the desk and just a person standing behind it there's very lush dark red carpet on the floor Um, the walls are a very dark gray there's a number of there's a number of light gems affixed to the walls, kind of around the room, pointing up. Um, so there's it leaves like a lot of shadows in the room, but also enough light that you can you can see just you know without any too much problem. Behind the desk is a tiefling. His skin is like alabaster white. His eyes are like fire orange. He has two very dainty horns that kind of like almost hug his head and almost disappear in his slicked back silver hair. He is wearing a white suit with very dark blue pinstripes. As you enter, he greets you. Welcome, friends. I am Zebulon Davenport, proprietor of Phoenix Craft Fineries and the finest incorporation specialist in the city. How is it that I can help you? said, hello, Mr. Uh, was it Davenport? You can call me Zebulon. Okay. Um, we were just over uh, over at the um, inn, just down the street, and struck up a conversation with uh, with Maud. Are you are you familiar with Maud? Oh yes, I know Maud. Good fella. Well, we've been in this town for a few days. We've lived a couple of other places in this world, and everybody so far is just terrified of the Carsaros. We um. Here it's a different feeling, though. It's like it's like people just just don't even want to talk about them. What uh, and Mod said uh, said that you knew more about the Carsaros than everybody else here, and wondering if you just have time to talk. He looks from one of you to the other, the very fairly severe look on his face, and he says, "You're not from here, are you?" And I say, "Well, we're not from here." No, you're not from the Vale. You're not from Saramore. I say, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. We, 
we're from outside of the... But now we're here. Seems we're good. He hurries around the desk and walks up to the front door and turns the lock and then like starts walking back towards you. Yes, let's let's step back in my back room here and let's talk. Be much appreciated. Um, so he takes you through a little door behind the desk into a very like plush den area. There's a desk off to the one side of a dark like mahogany and there's a bunch of like papers on it. A really nice chair behind it. Next to the fireplace across the room from that desk, there's two overstuffed chairs there. And he pulls the the chair from uh, behind the desk and like motions for you to sit into the uh, the overstuffed chairs and, and sits down. Sits you know very very properly, kind of like very straight backed, crosses his legs and, and says, "So tell me, how did you find yourself here?" I'm gonna have you tell him you don't like how I've told other people. <laughs> well, he has a different story. I kind of ran ran in chasing uh, some unsavory folk on purpose i was chasing them on purpose to hear not so much but i see kind of stumbled in fog showed up everywhere next thing i know i'm in a house of horrors with a- well, that's a hell of a stumble i say um i don't get the impression most people want to end up here and we certainly did not we were we were just looking for some for some people and wandered into this same hell house as uh, they would call it back in Charwood. Now we're here and quite honestly, this is a mighty fine town that you have here, but this is the last place I want to live the rest of my life. You, sir, might be the key to our next step in this journey. You don't have to blow smoke up my ass. This town is as much a shithole as Charwood. Just in a different way. No, I, I doubt that anyone would stay here if they had the choice. I'm not sure what I can do to help you, though. I, uh, I, like you, am stuck here. Like I've said, we've gotten very little information from everybody. In this town and the other town, on, on our travels here, everyone just says they're scared. Don't worry about it. Odd's the first one to really open up and, and give us a glimmer of hope. And, <laughs> um... Because his name is Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Rebellions are built on hope, Zebulon. <laughs> You're planning a rebellion. Well, it doesn't seem like we'd be able to gather any forces here, but we'll take all the hope we or help we can get. The only thing we can figure is we've heard rumors that folks come into the keep for some of these these parties that at first I thought sounded like a sophisticated affair, but now it kind of sounds like a clan meeting. I know you're probably not familiar with what that means. <laughs> so a lot of fire and chanting. It doesn't not sound fun, yeah, but, <laughs> but people from the outside world are, are able to travel here. If they can travel here, that means they can go back. If they can go back, then we can go back. We just need to know anything about the keep and how it works. Or Look, if we understand this could be a death wish, but we have no other choice. No, you are on to something. The parties are how I came here. If I thought there was any way that I could get back into the keep, I certainly would want to do it during one of the parties. There are certainly less savorable aspects to the parties, but at the beginning of the night, uh, it is just like any other noble's drunken debauchery. It's It's only much later at night where things take a decidedly darker turn. 
when people um, when you arrived in the keep did you immediately arrive inside or did you come in through the, the I don't know if there's gates or or how did how did you get in from the outside world on the northern side of the keep there's a wall that blocks off the keep from the rest of the countryside up there with the right invitation the, the nobles are admitted through the gate and they are driven up across the estate uh, through the gardens to the front door of the keep where they are welcomed and ushered inside exactly where the line is between the shadow and the real world is i don't know but it's somewhere around there interesting you mentioned that uh someone more unsavory things happen later at night. Is that more sacrifices? Well, I really only know the for sure the rumors that you've undoubtedly heard and my own experience. I I apparently insulted the young Sylvia Casaro. She offered me a glass of punch and the next thing I remember I was tied up in a stone room spread eagle face down just a couple feet off the ground strange symbols and runes were drawn in blood on the floor stranger still the room was lit by a blue light that wavered on the walls like sunlight off water the room was massive and i heard them chanting then i heard sylvia's voice in my ear she said the blind god will teach you some manners and then she slit my throat. I woke up in a, a dark room, some dungeon or other. I assume it was deeper in the keep. It took me the better part of three weeks to make my escape. Luckily for me, I guess they assumed I was a simple noble like the other guests. What are you if you're not a simple noble? That's not important. Um, I get the impression you still don't know what it is you're asking or what it is you hope to do. Leaving Saromor is no simple task, and taking on the Kar Saros is even less simple. We have to try. I appreciate your spirit, and I, I think it has more to do with you just being new here. But if you are serious about entering the key, I may be able to help you. But that is a big if I will need assurances to know you are serious before I stick my neck on the line. I like lean in and get really close to him. I've never been more serious in my life than this. This is not my home. I want to go home. I understand that very well. I tell you what, you do two things. They will both help you in your quest. And they will prove to me that you are serious. The order doesn't matter. But I would want you to go speak to the Harmony. Get their blessing for this endeavor. And they may even help you. But be warned uh, to even get an audience with them. They may ask things of you first. Unsavory things. The other assurance I would require is that you go to the old chapel southwest of here and cleanse that place of the creatures that inhabit it you do those things and i can help you i may even go with you i look at uh, quintus and i say i think i know what i want to do first <laughs> all right 
I can understand that. I don't think we have much of any help that's being offered. We'll gladly take what you ask. Your other choice is you could stay here. Could use a few hands around the shop. It's not the greatest of life, but as an incorporation specialist, it's much better than a lot of other people's lives. Well, listen, perhaps in our next life. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that may be sooner than you think. And I think we'll maybe leave it at that. Okay. We'll do that, and uh, perhaps real quick, anybody to look out for any real unsavory types, uh, untrustworthy? The, I know you're going to say everybody. <laughs> uh, the the Lunar Society. Uh, the Dead Measure. Anything you can tell us about the Harmony before we go in? They're one of the oldest groups in the city, um, which means they are also some of the richest folks in the city, some of the most arrogant in the city, and by far the most dangerous. Um, Admittance uh, into the Harmony requires that you undergo a ceremony to become either a vampire or a succubus. Wow. I say I admittedly did not see that coming. <laughs> so wait, just to even gain an audience? No, no. You couldn't gain an audience probably some other way. Um, they may only want a little bit of blood. And what do you mean by getting their blessing? You need to convince them. Convince them of our goal? Yes. Do you know what their thoughts are on the Carsaros? Yes. They use every bit of their leverage and power to ensure that lesser people are taken instead of them. Okay. Just to be clear, he said that the Harmony is full of vampires? And Succubi. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I know we keep saying we're going to leave them, but... Uh, <laughs> you know, I just want... I'm like, one last, last. <laughs> Do you know anything about this god that they, that they chant about? It is something I've only heard of in Saromor. It is something the Karsaros brought with them. I don't know if it is the manifestation of their evil, or if it is the source of their power, or if it is maybe even one of them. Um, but it is not a thing that I would want to fuck with. <laughs> Alright. I can't think of it. No, I feel like we'd, um, we'll be on our way. Very well. Return if you have any other questions or need anything else or change your mind about my employment offer. Hopefully, was we'll never have. I could like do a check, like to, I don't like discern realities of some sort. Okay, I get what you're going for. How are you gonna try to test that or discern that? Tries to change. Just keeping an eye on him, I guess. Like seeing like the things he's interacting with around him. Perhaps go in for like a goodbye handshake, like pleasure to meet. From just looking, you don't see anything really out of place. He's got a, a fairly firm handshake. You know, he offers his hand to the two of you before you, he, like, you don't have to, like, offer it okay. to him instead. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, and uh, I think we'll be on our way. Oh, the law lady. Good, bad. It depends on which side of the law you're on. I walk out the <laughs> I would assume you guys are going to head back to the inn and fill in Calico and Leandros. Yeah, did I sense anything? Oh, yeah, the thing you texted me. Um, there was a moment where it was kind of weird. You still had the direction, and you still could sense, but it was not terribly dissimilar from when... I'm just I'm just gonna say it. It's, <laughs> okay. Um, 
not not terribly different than when he was inside the shelter and you were outside it. Okay, so something happened between them. Yeah. So like when you when you were when you tracked him and he was in the shelter, like it got kind of it got kind of wonky, but you could still tell more or less the direction. But because he wasn't like in the room, like he wasn't really where he was, it got kind of weird. And so there was a moment this afternoon okay. where it got weird again. But okay, got weird. Gotcha. Cool. Outside of the game, you put a tracking bullet on me, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did. That's the only reason I said it too. Is like he did say like I'm gonna shoot him with a tracking bullet. <laughs> I forgot he did say that. Yeah. Is the bullet still inside of me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> you have no idea either. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Quintus and Hans start making their way back to the fluffy architect under an early afternoon sun that's hidden by the endless dark sky of Saramore. You don't have much, just a few names, a few tasks. But for the first time since then died, you do feel a little hope. It's the kind of tiny spark that was long ago snuffed out of all those who know just how dark the shadow gets. joining in our wild endeavors you can find us on twitter and instagram at wild endeavors if you've been enjoying our adventures so far we'd love to hear from you and if you haven't been enjoying our story please send your hate mail and hurtful comments to adam rogers at npcu later or nick feely at roll plus nick both on twitter we want to thank kevin mcleod for the excellent music and we hope that you join us again next week He's gonna fucking leave. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I didn't. Thomas, yeah, yeah. why would you hey guys, swear like this? That? Is, this is my uncle. <laughs> Hello. Hello. It's my uncle Kevin, just so you know. That's Thomas, he's our DM. That's Adam, he's one of the other players, and then Devin, of course. You guys just can't get enough of it, can you? No. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Huh? You have to push it to talk? Yeah, you only. Are you wanting to do what I think you want to do? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, guys. No, what are you saying? <laughs> he heard what you said. He goes, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> um, Strip D and D. For every five hit points, you got to take off a piece of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs>